my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that it finds you thriving and just beaming with joy wherever you are. And if not, I hope that this podcast episode is able to help you get there. So today's episode, I want to talk to all of you who have ever felt like you are the friend who is just persistently messed up or messing up. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. This is totally the place that I was in before I started my healing journey, my recovery process, because it felt like I just couldn't get things right, even though I should know better, even though I'm supposed to have been loving myself. Um, everything that I was trying just wasn't really working. So I wanted to have an episode specifically talking to that issue because it is a common place that many of us feel shame. Many of us feel like we're in a hole that we can never get out of. And even if we do get out of it, we still carry this this banner on our back. It feels like we still carry this banner on our fat on our back that tells us that we are a failure, that we are messed up, that we are still broken, even if and when we are doing better. So hopefully today's episode helps you with that. For those of you who do not know, we are maybe a few days away from the time I'm recording this podcast from having our first um, Black Girls Hail conference, which I am beyond the moon about. I'm over the moon with excitement for it. Um, it's going to be on Valentine's Day weekend in 2021, February 11th through 14th. Well, 12th through 14th. And we may have a little extra something, something for my VIP ladies the night before. Um, but I'm still trying to work that out, but I am so excited about this conference because we are going to be putting in all things, both femininity, sisterhood, um, luxury, loving on yourself. And of course, what I really believe is important that you will walk away, not just having yourself all up in your emotions and feeling really excited and motivated, but not knowing how to translate that into action, into your everyday life. But you're going to learn things. You're going to learn tools. You're going to learn concepts. You're going to leave with your own handbooks and workbooks so that you can replicate what we're talking about at the retreat 
at the conference in your everyday life. And so I'm really excited. It's going to be called the Healed and Loved Woman Conference. And we will be opening doors in the next couple of days. And like I've shared before, for those of you who've heard me talk about this before, there will be limited seats because um, even though it's half a year away, it is still going to be COVID season um, because, you know, our country just can't get it right. And so we are going to be having all of the precautions, all of the things that we have been seeing done in all the other events that have had to go on during this time. Um, and so we just want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable while still being able to be loved on, valued, and seen during this time. So um, go ahead and stay tuned for that. Next week, I'll be sharing the actual links for you to register. But right now, um, you can just join our mailing list if you want to be the first to know. Um, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org list and sign up there. Okay, so let's get into this podcast episode. So first, let's set the frame. Let's set the story. Who am I talking to and why am I talking to you? So I am talking to my ladies, my my sisters who have ever felt like you are the friend who just can't get it right and you feel a lot of shame and embarrassment. No matter what you have tried in whatever area that it is, you keep feeling like you are the one who is failing while your friends are thriving. So um, obviously, this being the podcast, Black Girls Heal, and what I teach about here is love addiction. The main example that I'm talking about is in the realm of relationships. So you are the friend who is consistently overattached to people who you may logically know are people that you should be over, but you're trauma bonded to them. You are committed to trying to make it work. You will try to leave the situation. You will try to cut it off only to come, come back to it. You find that you are dating the wrong person over and over again, and maybe even it gets worse. The quality of the person gets worse or the way this ways that you get played or the ways that you get deceived feels worse and worse and worse. Or you're on the opposite extreme. Maybe you don't overattach. Maybe you're the friend who's constantly cutting off people way too quick, too early. And you even sense it inside of yourself. You know that there is, um, you know that you need to be protected. You know that you don't like the way that people are treating you. You know that you deserve better. However, there's some kind of sense inside of you that's thinking, all right, this person definitely decided, deserve for me to put up boundaries with them. But as I look around, I keep cutting off lots and lots of people. So is it me? Is it possible that there's something I'm missing and that I'm the problem? And if so, how do I figure this out? Um, Because I shouldn't be treated in the way that I should. And I don't want to settle to have to be in relationships, friendships, or otherwise with people who are harming me, right? So what's the balance? But meanwhile... You have friends who are thriving in their relationships, so they're able to have conflicts with people and move on. They're able to be dating or in partnerships with people who are healthy and open. And meanwhile, you're the one who's just trying to struggle getting someone to respond to a text or share their emotions with you. You're spending a lot of time comparing what's going on with them. 
And probably the worst part, which is what's actually prompted this episode versus those cycles is how you feel when you're in conversations with these friends. You may feel, um, again, very, very, very much as if you are um, flawed and the fact that everybody else seems to have it right and you don't is evidence that it's easy for other people. So you must be the broken, the broken dish in the sink. Um, there must be something that is inherently um, wrong with you. And so you'll carry that messaging around. You may feel shame in telling your friends what you're talking, what you're going through and what's happening for you because you feel like you're the only one because your friends may judge you because your friends may have reached the point where they don't want to hear the story anymore because you may have friends going back to the judging things who may be really critical of you and think, well, you are choosing to keep putting yourself in this place. So they're trying to do the tough love thing, which does not help. It just makes you feel more sad and more overwhelmed and more as if this is your fault. And so you kind of go inward and you, it reinforces you trying to do things on your own, right? If I'm talking to you, raise your hand and let me know that I am talking to the person in the room. If you've ever been on my Instagram lives, I'll tell you, drop a one in the comments so I know I'm talking to you. All of those things, let me know that this is who, um, that, I'm, that I'm walking down your lane right now. So here's why it's important that this podcast episode exists. Because if you keep going thinking that you are the F up in your friend group, if you keep going thinking that you are um, impossibly broken and can never be repaired, then you are going to stay stuck exactly where you are. And we ain't got time for that. We need to get you healed. We need to get you on the other side of that fence, right? So let's do that. Let's break some of these myths. Let's break some of these untruths that you have in your mind to get what's real out there and to remind you of your worth, of your value, and that you are still the best thing walking since sliced bread. I know sliced bread doesn't walk, but you get what I mean. Okay, so let's get into this. I want to share with you three things for you to remember if you feel like you are the friend who can't get it right. The friend who has all of the issues. The first thing that you need to know is that you are not alone. You are not alone. That is why I can come and read your entire life. Almost every episode from the things that y'all tell me and the messages y'all send me. This is why I can break down what's going on for you. This is why there are communities of women who have gathered around talking about relationship issues because these are common things that many of us deal with. We deal with self-doubt. We deal with um, imposter syndrome. We deal with the voices of loved ones in our heads that we cannot shake out. We deal with being the girl on the side, even when we didn't know that we were the girl on the side. We deal with being the girl on the side on purpose because we don't know how to show up for our value. We deal with trust issues. You are not the only one who has persistently been in this cycle. You are comparing yourself to an image of who you think you should be, of what should be right. You're comparing yourself to other people when their journey is not yours. You have your own path to walk. And the longer you keep going, wishing that you had the journey that belongs to someone else, the more you're going to keep going in circles on your own. 
you have your own purpose and your purpose also includes your mistakes. There is no such thing as, as I've said in other episodes, there's no such thing as lost time and lost meaning unless you decide that that's what that means. If you decide that it is time to give up and what's the point in even trying anymore, then that's exactly the type of outcome you are going to get. If you decide, okay, things have been really hard so far, but I still need and want something to be different and maybe I need to reach outside of myself because me trying to do it on my own has not worked, then that's what we do. That's where we go. With you not being alone related to what I just said, part of the reason that we are stuck is because we are trying to listen to advice and things that don't fit with us. So I've talked about this in other podcast episodes about sometimes we're taking advice from people who just don't get it. They are, they are really healthy and loving people, but because they do not have the same trauma history and trauma response as you, they may have resilience to some things that are triggers for you that, that um, are not triggers to them. So they are able to navigate and move past some things in a different way than you are. Meanwhile, you're like, why is this so hard for me? Well, hun, like th- this is something that was... Um, this um implanted in in part of your history these are untruths these are places of miseducation these are lies about your self-worth and what relationships are supposed to look like templates and models that you had that this other person didn't have and you've had to piecemeal this whole thing together your whole life by yourself the fact that you are here and functional and able to talk about it and to be introspective and to look into yourself is a um is a celebration that is something that is so amazing and you should be patting yourself on the back that you are even with your words with your heart with your soul wanting to change that means that you're not done yet that means that there is still time and movement for you to keep going but at the heart of this advice what i really want people to know is how supportive and freeing it is to find out that you are not the only one who is dealing with this. This is probably one of the things that freed me the most to see that I wasn't the only one who looked like she had it all going for her on the outside, but on the inside or in my private life, I was struggling. And it created the opposite effect of what I thought it would be. The whole time I thought that the goal was to get myself right by myself, which would increase my confidence. And then I would be able to show up and be more open with other people. But it was the opposite. It was once I started to show up as my flawed, authentic self, that is what actually helped my confidence. But I needed to be in a place with other people who got it. Because there is something to be said about being with other people who are in the same place you are. I, I was mixed between my friends who were super healthy, but able to hold space for me and not go into this judgmental space. And there were some other people who I had at that time who are, I'm no longer close with um, for obvious reasons, but were not able to hold space for me. That felt like they were, but they were slipping more into this judgmental critical place 
um, imposing or thinking that I was doing these things on purpose, that I was creating chaos and misery in my life because that's what I wanted and I just needed to snap out of it. They could not understand why this was so hard for me. And that was fine because that was their stance. That was their place. They were not aware of and didn't know how to hold space for the trauma that how trauma manifested for me. And so I needed to be in places where people could hold space for me and also help me get out of it because what good is it being, um, around people who are stuck and want to stay there, right? I needed to be around people who may have been stuck, but were still actively moving towards change and development. The second thing I want you to keep in mind is to make sure that you are not internalizing shame that does not belong to you. So when you're constantly struggling with these things, especially if you come from a background or a storyline that tells you that you have to show up perfectly to receive love, um, or that because you're doing things that may be wise or unfruitful or may um, be in the category of self-sabotage, that you are bad, um, that you are shameful, which is not the truth at all. You are full and whole and worthy of love and deserving of adoration, deserving of being accepted and being seen and valued for who you are exactly as you are today. You do not have to earn that, but many of us believe that to be the case. Many of us, our sense of self-worth is so fragile, which is why we may go towards needing to be in relationships and needing um, that codependent stance of other people to be happy with us for us to be happy with ourselves, Or some of us may need to be perfect, like I said earlier, and we need to fit this image or mold or be the best. And if we are not, then there is something wrong with us, right? Or um, whatever, whatever your fancy is, whatever story is coming up for you as I say that, whatever that fragile representation is for you, that is how we learn to cope. And as long as I keep myself within this line of what is acceptable for love and my way of earning love, whether it's through my beauty, whether it's through my success, whether it's through the amount of money I have, whether or not it's by how many people like me, how many people laugh at me, whether or not people are inviting me to things, whether or not I can reach all of my goals, whether or not I'm the strongest, whatever your thing is, my hair is the longest, my skin is the lightest, Whatever your, 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 your safe place has been, learning to dish. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. 
From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. That Because these are things that have nothing to do with your worth and value, because even if they weren't there, you would be enough. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So I think about how when it comes to us in relationships, we feel all the shame around, you know, I went back to this relationship. I'm not showing up for myself. I'm not really having this secret um, fantasy relationship that people think that I have. I'm an imposter. Um, My partner hates me or I hate my partner. Whatever might be true for you right now. We'll go into these cycles and think about how there's something wrong with us because things are not perfect. Because we're not winning because um, our dream isn't coming true. And um, I think about Dax Shepard, who very recently talked about how he relapsed from um, his 16 years of sobriety. And so much of Dax's platform in the last decade, decade or so has been openly talking about his sobriety, talking about his recovery journey, talking about what he has done to stay sober and encouraging other people on how to stay sober as well. And so him him relapsing never took away from the amount of wisdom that this man has never took away from his worth and his value it if anything him showing up and sharing where he is and keep going and restarting over again and still trying to affirm himself and live in honesty with his wife with his business partners with us in his audience who may have grown to trust and respect him, that is more evidence of who he is. You know, I, I talk to, um, to my students and to people who 
I coach and, you know, my clients in the past about um, for those of us who have had um, children or want to have children, there can be so much pressure on us to show up perfectly for them. But our children are not just looking at us and watching us, watching us win. They watch how we fail too. They watch how we mess up. They watch how we show up with that. Are we showing up with humility? Are we showing up with honesty? Are we showing up with integrity? Are we apologizing when we've got it, got it wrong? Are we actually moving forward? So the positive representation that you may have for children or for those of you who are child free or childless, whatever term feels best for you, because some of us are um, child free on purpose and some of us want for it to be different. Um, those of us who have children, who are, are mentors, who have people looking up to us, nieces, nephews, or even just friends that look to, up to us, are we do not give worth to other people's lives by showing them how to win. Us showing them how to be human and how to um, still maintain our own self-love and self-respect in that is healing because guess what? These people that we consider close to us are also going to fail. They're also going to mess up. And so what if they are watching us and thinking that they only have value whenever they get it all right? That's going to set them up on a bad path, kind of like we may have been on this path as well, right? So let's start shaking this shame cape, this, this shame messaging that we have, that we have to um, be the healthiest friend in the group for us to have contributions, right? That we are not allowed to be imperfect around the people that we love. And the third and final thing that I want you to remember, if you are the friend in the friend group who just can't get it right, is that whatever you are dealing with, you were not born this way. Um, everything that you are doing has been learned. You are operating off of models and templates that were shown to you when you were younger, things that were given to you and also not given to you. And you've had to make your best with what was shared, right? You've had to make your own meaning You've had to make your own story. Maybe you've tried your best to be the opposite of what you've seen. And maybe you've succeeded in some places and not so much in others and, or maybe not at all. So knowing that you have done the best that you can and that everything that you're doing right now has not been learned, that you exited the womb as this innocent young little baby that just wanted to be loved and be connected and be close to other people. And everything that came after that was just a lesson. That means that these things can be unlearned as well. They, that means that they can be healed as well. That these are not imprints on, um, on who God purposed you to be. Right now, these might be things that have been part of your story, but it does not have to stay that way. You get to be the narrator of your story. You get to choose what the next chapter is for your life. And so when you're in your friend groups and you're thinking, man, I'm the only person who's dealing with this, let that be the end of the statement. Because right now the statement is, I'm the only person who's dealing with this. So that means that I am broken, flawed, stupid, foolish, deserving of this, not enough, insert whatever phrase you're, you're, you're thinking. But that's not the end. That, that's not what the message is. The message, message is, I'm the only person who's dealing with this. All right, now I get to 
find a solution for it, right? And I get to look in places that I know are going to give me the answers for it. So hopefully these three things have been helpful for you and um, I get to give you a bonus one. The bonus one I want to share with you is for if these three things have resonated for you, the last thing I want you to know is that you are in charge of the change. You are the one who's in charge of moving you forward. So our healing journey is our own. At different times, we are going to be full gung-ho and like, I'm going to do this and I, I'm ready for this. And it is perfectly okay and it's perfectly possible and happens for us to be like, you know what? I'm overwhelmed with this healing thing. I just got to take a break. I just got to take a moment and you can do that. But I just want you to know that you get to choose what your trajectory is. You get to choose what your pace is. You get to choose what direction you get to, you need to go, right? And you get to choose your healers as well. Um, I want to really validate that when we talk about this healing journey, especially when it comes to relationships and trauma, that sometimes it could be really hard to find someone who is the right fit for you. That was definitely part of my tale. I tried a lot of different things before I found what was the right fit for me. Um, I tried a lot of different shortcuts as well because I found things that were the right fit for me. And I was like, nah, <laughs> like I can do this myself or I could do this for the free or I can do this with someone who doesn't look like you, um, for people who I may have had bias against and thought that they couldn't help me. Um, and I just needed to, and you know, I different like medical professionals and I feel like I finally found my perfect fit, but even y'all, I'm trying to get my house painted. And these people are acting like they don't want money. <laughs> like they are just not giving me good customer service. And I'm like, I'm not going to, you're showing me that you're not available to be in relationship with me to paint my house. So you will not be getting my services. You know, like this, this stuff is applicable in all places. I just want to encourage you that if you are charging yourself a hard time finding the right people to support you, the right places that are safe for you, it is okay. And I promise it will get better. Um, why can I say that? Because like I said at the very beginning, number one, you're not alone. You are not the only person who's dealing with what you're talking about right now or what you're feeling right now. I know that there's a community for you and maybe it's just not the right fit um, where you are right now. But I know you will find your right fit people or persons or friend group or coach or community, whoever it is. I just don't want you to give up um, because there's a, there's a solution out, out there for you. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps ground anyone who may have needed it today. If you want to join our community, the recovery school community for healing love addiction and love avoidance um, to become more love balanced and love available and make way for the love that you want. We'll love to have you. You can go ahead and join our waitlist by going to the recovery school.com slash waitlist and you will get um, emails and invites whenever doors open, whenever we're pre-enrolling again, or whenever we are ready to open doors for the main cohort as well. Um, whenever we start. So 
that's it for today's episode. I'm sending you all the blessings and warmth I can, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.